Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us, and God is in our truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet, from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good morning and welcome to Zero Today. I'm your humble host, Dr. Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of insight, wisdom, empowerment, and liberation. We are promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming and here to empower you, our listeners, knowing and impacting the world around you. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. We are live on YouTube. We are also streaming on uh, Lock Talk Radio. So you can join there also on Facebook. Uh, so there are plenty of ways that you can join us. We just appreciate it all together for what you're doing. It's a wonderful day, and I hope everyone is having a wonderful day and uh, that you will take advantage of uh, this beautiful day. It's hot in Mississippi. It is very hot in Mississippi. It is very hot in Mississippi, but I'm glad that it's hot. Um, but there are tropical storms that's happening uh, on the Gulf Coast in Texas and South Louisiana, and they're getting rain. And, you know, they're expecting several inches of rain over the next couple of days. So I, it is what it is. I'm just glad to be uh, here and do what I do. So today I want to talk about two things in particular. I want to talk about um, Jerry Falwell Jr., who has come under – scrutiny and fire for a number of things. And I also want to talk about, <laughs> I guess, my new favorite topic uh, for the last uh, several months has been uh, the one and only Kanye West and uh, Pastor Jamal Bryant. Uh, so I want to talk about that and um, all that's happening. It's a lot that's happening. It's a lot going on. Um, I, I do want to Remind everyone that September is Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. Um, I 
I discussed Pastor, uh, the young minister who took his life, who had been battling with uh, depression and mental health issues for a number of years and was an advocate for it and spoke and spoke of, spoke uh, in in favor or of um, advocating for uh, people to get help. And matter of fact, the Christian Report, Christian Post reported that he eulogized someone who had taken their life, and after eulogizing them, he took his own life. So uh, I just want to admonish those, admonish. I want to admonish those persons who may be struggling with depression, may be struggling with other emotional issues, uh, especially if you are a clergy person. I strongly encourage you to seek help. Uh, don't don't feel that you have to go through this alone. I know a lot of clergy persons feel isolated in personal struggles, and that isolation leads to sometimes some inappropriate behavior. And uh, you can get help now. So I just want to encourage you, if you are in that issue, if you're having that issue, to go and get help now. You can do it. You should do it. It's all good to do so. You know, I think I need to get some wireless <laughs> headphones. But anyway, uh, just looking at It's my first time really streaming, so it is what it is. Um, as I'm a pastor, and I'm also a, a, a therapist, a counselor, and I, 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 I am developing a program right now specifically for for clergy. Uh, is a, a combination of a counseling coaching program that's about six weeks and focusing on differentiation of self, emotional reactivity, emotional cutoff, uh, fusion with others, and I position those are the four things that we target to help build a better you, to help you become a better, uh, a more self-differentiated person to better serve this present age. So they've been looking out for that. We're going to be rolling it out, but, you know, Nobody knows clergy struggles like the other clergy, and I know plenty of pastors and clergy who are professional counselors, psycho, uh, psychotherapists, uh, uh, psychoanalysts, all that stuff, psychiatrists. So seek help. Suicide is not the uh, should not be an option, and uh, we don't want it to be an option for you. So strongly encourage you to go and seek help. Also, for those uh, who may not be clergy, but you may be wrestling with that, seek help. You know, if your pastor is not able to help you, get out. And, you know, don't worry about the stigma. Stigma is going to be there. I don't know why we have, in the black community, I don't know why we have stigma regarding uh, mental health. We don't need to, but it's there. Um, we can We can change that. Anyway, so that is my plug for today. Um, hold on, let me. All right, all right, so got that out the way. So it's again September suicide prevention. Get this mic out my way here. Prevention and awareness month. Do what you can to um, help those who may be wrestling, struggling with the issue of suicide. Anyway, um, so 
let me let me start off with the story of of Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, last week, uh, a number of outlets reported that um, Jerry Falwell Jr. was in a nightclub in Miami, and that um, you know <laughs> it looked awkward in the nightclub, and uh, Jerry Falwell immediately responded saying uh, that's definitely him, but it may have been a photoshopped picture, photo of him in the nightclub. And the person who took the picture came out contesting and said, hey, now I've been doing this uh, photography of Miami nightlife for over 20 years, and I have a very good reputation, and I took this picture. And I had no idea who it was, but this agency approached me to purchase it. And now I found out why they purchased it, because Jerry Falwell Jr. is in the photo. It's not Photoshop. And so Jerry Falwell Jr. had to backpedal and said, yeah, it's me in the Photoshop. I mean, it's me in a photo, but it's not a Photoshop. Uh, and he tried to give some reason as to why he and his family were in the nightclub, you know, um, which which contradicts the entire morality clause uh, of Liberty University, for which he is the president. Now, here's the thing. Jerry Falwell Jr. is the son of Jerry Falwell Sr., who is the founder of the moral majority from the 1970s and 80s, along with Pat Robertson and some others, uh, uh, Jerry Falwell. If you you know if you're very familiar with uh, Ronald Reagan and what we now know as the Christian right, the Christian evangelical uh, uh, right, you know some who are ardent Trump supporters and all that. What we now what we now know as that as that group was founded by Falwell. And others in there, um, and their thing was all about family values, Christian morals, and how those contributed to uh, how we out to vote. And so, a large segment of American conservative voters, including myself, were influenced by uh, Falwell and the idea that our Christian principles are infused into our voting responsibility. So we ought to vote our principles. <clears throat> and I, you know, I promote that uh, as pastor, I promote that vote your principles. And, um, but anyway, it, it, it became, it became very, very diluted. I mean, uh, not diluted. That's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, Regiment, regulated uh, uh, to the Republican Party, and uh, they began to take on issues such as abortion, and that's still their number one issue. Uh, then after that, it was uh, uh, homosexuality and same-sex rights and all of that, which is, again, still one of the <laughs> number one issues. <laughs> and uh, it did not address um, anything uh, with heterosexual male uh, uh, issues because you know men will be men and godly men are supposed to be testosterone filled and blah 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 yada yada and it still has not addressed it's still uh, that movement is still not addressing what some would 
uh, deemed domestic terrorism brought on by largely white men. Yeah, they're still not addressing it, and they're not addressing the overwhelming sense of white nationalism that has seemed to infiltrate or infuse itself with this moral majority uh, conservative evangelical Christian uh, movement. Now, I, I identify, and this is no secret, I identify center-right um, with some conservative leanings. And um, at one time, I would have lined step in step with <laughs> Falwell and all of that. And I, I've learned as I matured and I've had experiences uh, that I'm like, you know, it's best for me to just be center as best as I can and um, support the best candidate, whether their social ideas are not aligned with mine. I, yeah, I can get over that uh, as long as they're principled. If they stick to their principles, they got my vote. Pretty much. But anyway, I digress. So Jerry Falwell, upon his, uh, before he passed, Jerry Falwell Sr., before he passed, he basically, in his will, stipulated that his sons would continue the ministry. And um, two sons in particular, Jerry Fowler Jr. and the other one, I think his name is Jimmy. So the way it, it, it was set up, uh, Jimmy, if I'm saying his, wrong, his name wrong, please, I apologize. I, I don't have the reference in front of me, but you can go to the Christian Post or any other outlet that you can find more. Or you can just Google Jerry Falwell Jr. and find out his siblings. But basically, um, one son was bequeathed the church ministry uh, there in Lynchburg, Virginia, and the other son, Jerry Fowell Jr., was bequeathed leadership of Liberty University. And the reason why he was bequeathed that is because his own father said that he had acute business skill. He, 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 he was a businessman, and he ran the school like a business. Uh, Liberty University under Falwell Sr. was just a regional, you know, conservative, small Christian university um, that stood out. And even though it did, uh, it was, it, even though it is a private university, it tapped into federal funds and became a, a major player in the Christian University circuit, and that includes Oral Roberts University, Bob Jones University, um, Moody Bible College, uh, Grand Canyon University, Azusa Pacific, and all these other all these other uh, religious schools. And I, I would include Harvard in, in that because technically Harvard was a religious school, uh, technically, you know. The same with Princeton. These schools were started. Uh, by faith communities, and so technically they are religious school. But anyway, this is uh, within the modern history. Oral Roberts, Bob Jones University, and Liberty University were pretty prominent schools. Um, and Jerry Falwell Jr. took Liberty University from a small regional school to a major powerhouse uh, across the board. I mean, dominating in athletics, dominating, uh, dominating academically, and uh, very much dominating in the social political sphere. Uh, matter of fact, 
uh, Liberty University is is known for uh, programming their students to be uh, very conservative. Even if they don't go there conservative, they they leave there conservative <laughs> uh, for the most part. But anyway, he he grew that school, uh, and you know they they now have thousands of members of uh, students across the globe because they have a very very uh, fruitful online program and um, in a number of degrees and all that stuff. So they're they're doing well. But the problem was <laughs> Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, ruled with an iron fist. And I may be saying a little bit more, but you know, in re- recently leaked emails, it's discovered that um, he's not as humble as he proclaims himself to be, and he's not as moral <laughs> as he claims himself to be. And uh, leaked emails show um, the type of relationship that he has with some of his employees and how he views some of the student body and a lot of things that just were all together just wrong. And so he's come under fire for that. Matter of factly, uh, students protested the university. And it's rare on the campus of a Christian university, a conservative Christian university, that you will find students protesting uh, school leadership. Now you find it on a lot of you know liberal campuses, and, and I, I can think of a number of uh, liberal schools, uh, universities last year where the students all but rioted. I mean, they were they were making demands, and school administrators were yielding to those demands. And, and I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. These students are, are believe themselves to be so privileged, and they're coming out the administration and. The administration is yielding to them. I was like, man, that would not have happened. And it did not happen when I went to school. And trust me, I went to an HBCU. We had plenty to protest about. We had more than enough to protest about. We could protest about just standing in line for hours to get a registration card, to fill it out, to take it somewhere else. I mean, we had plenty to protest about at the HBCU that I went to, and we did not. Uh, or if we did, it was not successful because you only have maybe two or three who are actually bold enough to do it. <laughs> it's just crazy. But to hear and to see students protesting school leadership on a conservative Christian university campus, I mean, I didn't see it at all. It, it, it really, it, that's, that's just a lot to say in that. And it, it shows some of the corruption, you know, uh, there's a saying, uh, power corrupts or something like that. I can't think of the saying. Y'all know. But anyway, when he was bequeathed, Jerry Falwell Jr. was bequeathed this universally largely because of his business acumen. His father knew that he could grow the school, and he did grow the school, and many of those faculty and the school administrators recognize that uh, they are the beneficiaries of what he has done, and now it's just coming to light that, you know, he's doing it by way of his, his ruthless uh, 
tactics. And now it's not gangster. I'm not saying he's gangster tactics, but you know, unchristian like. Let me put it that way. Um, and I think the other reason this is really newsworthy is because of Jerry Falwell's Jr. affiliation and affinity to President Trump. And it's no secret that, you know, he was one of the first ones to jump on the Trump bandwagon shortly after uh, Trump announced that he was running in 2015. And he, along with uh, a few other uh, prominent, uh, particularly Southern Baptist clergy pastors, and, and have uh, have defended uh, President Trump's uh, actions, behaviors, and policies. I, I mean, I've never seen these guys come out and defend uh, President Obama. I, I saw them talk about him in, uh, you know, a large number of ways. And I've openly said I believe President Trump to be immoral as far as person. Um, there are some policies that have. Um, been implemented on his administration that I have completely not agreed with, and there are some that I have agreed with and I have to commend him on. That's just the way politics is, you know. You you give good where it's good and disapproval where it needs disapproval. But uh, to see persons like him, like Falwell, um, adamantly defend Trump no matter what he does. I mean, I think about Newt Gingrich when he was running and the biggest problem with Newt Gingrich was the fact that he was uh, thrice divorced and had an affair and, and you know to them that was just completely immoral it didn't matter how well he served the conservative agenda while he was speaker of the house and part of all these great uh, conservative movements it didn't matter that that was irrelevant this this man was unfit for office because of his moral impediments. And now we have someone in office who by far <laughs> is more immoral than Gendridge and many others put together. <laughs> by far. We we know this to be true. We we know this to be true. And yet they are adamantly supporting him. Um and like I said, Falwell is one of his biggest supporters for one reason or another. We we don't know. He's benefited from it, benefited from it in some capacity, and however he's benefiting from it, he's benefiting from it. Uh, the the other thing that came out uh, is that Jerry Falwell Jr. is seemingly using university funds. To expand an empire, the uh, Liberty University is has gotten into the real estate business, and they've been buying properties and expanding the university. But there are some who are claiming that this expansion is for self gain. Basically, it's kickback. Uh, Falwell is is profiting from the expansion of the university, and you know, I wouldn't doubt that. I, I would not doubt that at all. I, it wouldn't surprise me is if he's gotten wealthy on behalf of the uh, well, or because of the university. I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. But you know, the, the thing about it is that while this is happening, 
the students are uh, it's affecting the students, whether they care to admit it or not, it is affecting the students. The students are in some ways wondering if they've made the right choice. They're wondering is this, you know, is the whole ideology that has uh, is being promoted by this university worth it? I, they may not say it, but they're wondering, and there'll be others who it won't affect at all. There's, there's some who are like, I don't care. I knew what this. Uh, I knew the political ideation of this university when I came here. Uh, I'm just here to get a degree. <laughs> that'd probably be me. That that'd be me. I'd be like, I'm just here to get a degree. That's all. But anyway, it. But the overall effect of what's going on with Jerry Falwell Jr. is uh, a reflection of all that's happening in. Um, on the right side of the political aisle, uh, you have a dominant personality in the person of uh, President Donald Trump, who uh, is seemingly influencing people to behave and interact in ways that they probably normally would not have, or they uh, did not have the uh, the means to do so, and now they have the means of doing so because now the person who is uh, they are admiring is doing so without without um, rebuke. And well, what I say, he's getting a lot of rebuke, but it's just kind of rolling off of him. It's not affecting him totally. You know, every new scandal that comes out regarding President Trump, even before he was uh, in any political limelight, it's kind of like rolled off his back. He's really been like the Teflon Don, you know, really. He has really been like the Teflon Don. Nothing is sticking to him. Nothing is sticking to him. And I, I suppose that they're assuming the same thing is, uh, you know, trickling down to them. You know, they're untouchable because who they're affiliated with. I, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But I do know that, look. Something has got to change. That's just the way it is. But I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the second topic that I really want to talk about, and that is Kanye West Sunday service. And, man, I can tell you, I, I don't, <laughs> it is what it is. Quick break. Be back right after this. issues with your credit and you've been wanting to know what you can do to make it better make it higher get better stuff get more stuff well we have an answer for you evidence credit evolution that is the answer that we have for you evidence credit evolution offers you real credit repair that's quick and secure there's no subscription affiliated with it you only pay when negative items are removed from your report after joining there's a one-time fee for lifetime enrollment and $25 for every item deleted. Learn more by visiting myfes.net slash eRecovery. That's myfes.net. 
dot net slash e m c c o v e r y or give her a call at six six two three seven two two one two five that's evelyn's credit evolution you'll be glad that you did so if you're not aware i am a very very curious person i'm always trying to learn new things and um so i recently learned about skillshare and it's opened up so many doors for me on learning how to be a better creative person. I've learned, I've taken classes on uh, creative writing, uh, my podcasting, on my YouTube videos, all of that. It has come in handy. And I would strongly recommend you, if you are trying to improve on any skill that you have and you want to go from being a hobby to uh, make it a pro, <laughs> I, I, I want to invite you to go to Skillshare.com. Uh, Skillshare.com is where you can go to learn all kinds of things. They have workshops on everything that you can yeah, imagine: so photography, videography, uh, writing, and, anything uh, yeah. that you can think of. You can find it on Skillshare. So, and I'm telling you, you're gonna you're gonna really love it. It's it's worth every single moment, every single class, and you'll you'll love it. You're great. Greatly enjoy it. Go check it out. Skillshare.com slash Zero Today Radio. You're listening to Zero Today with Dr. Lorenzo Neal. Back to Zero Today with your host, Dr. Lorenzo Neal. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate everybody who is listening, those of you listening by way of YouTube, those of you listening by way of Block Talk Radio, on Facebook, all outlets, wherever you are, we appreciate it. We want to, uh, if you are watching on Facebook, like and subscribe and hit that bell notification for future updates. Uh, that's it. If you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> If you're listening uh, on wherever, hey, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, so let's get right back into the topic today. Uh, we're going to talk about Kanye West. And I've been talking about Kanye West now uh, the last several months over you know period of time. And what's intriguing me about his Sunday service um, is not so much that it's a Sunday service. What now is intriguing me is that it is becoming mainstream. It is literally becoming mainstream. And he is, by saying, what I mean by mainstream, uh, there are churches who are now seeing this as uh, something profitable, uh, potentially profitable. Um, He has been uh, to at least two different churches. Uh, one in California, and just recently on Sunday, he was in um, Atlanta at the New Birth Baptist Church where uh, the Reverend Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant is the pastor, um, and uh, he's doing a wonderful job. We're going to talk a little bit more about what Pastor Bryant has, has rolled out uh, for New Birth Church. 
Um, now, I, I watched the clip, and there's a clip uh, that you can see there on YouTube of the Sunday service. And it's rare because, again, when Kanye West initially began the Sunday service, uh, it was it was exclusive, invite only, and it was in seclusion, in desert area. And it was mostly for him because, again, the nostalgia of his experience growing up in the black church worship experience. So he, he has brought that out. He, he, he's brought that out. He re-acclimated uh, uh, to that experience. And, and Forbes, he talked about his relationship with his mother and growing up in the church. And he talked about how Jesus influenced his branding and merchandising and, you know, and, and his success is because of Jesus. He talked about that in his interview in the Forbes magazine, and I, I've done a show about that already. And uh, he's also talked about how his friendship with Chance the Rapper uh, helped him realize that he had to rededicate his life to Christ. And he has come out as being born again. He has stated explicitly that he is a born-again Christian. Now, that language is, is significant because those of us who are evangelicals, we understand what born-again means. That means that we, we have a faith relationship with God by way of the work that he did in Jesus Christ of Nazareth, allowing him to die on the cross and be raised from the dead for propitiation of our sins, once making a full obation and sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. And we understand that as having acknowledged that, professed that publicly, that we then are now joint heirs with Jesus Christ, heirs of Abraham, all of that stuff, covenant partners with God, and sons, adopted sons and daughters of God. So that's how... In, in the Christian understanding of what it means to be born again, and you find the, the textual uh, relationship in John chapter 3, um, that narrative where Nicodemus comes by night and asks, what must I do? And got to be born again and all of that stuff. You know, I'm just summarizing that, but you can, that's basically it. And so by him saying that he's been born again and that he is a Christian, he has now felt comfortable enough to bring the seclusion and exclusivity of the Sunday service into the mainstream. And in this iteration of it at New Birth Church, not only did he have typical choir that sang, I mean, it was beautiful. It's, it, was, it was beautiful. I mean, the, the people could sing. The musicians were on point. And Kanye is just there in the in the pulpit area, just rocking, and and you know he's he's down in his white, kind of like a messianic figure. <laughs> and so the experience, um, as you watch the video, you see the persons who are there. It, it's a concert slash church service slash fan guest appearance kind of thing. I I, I really don't know how to. How to put it, you know, there's real no real way to say what it actually is other than it's Kanye's stuff. It's Kanye's thing. 
This is what Kanye has imagined it would be. And apparently whatever Kanye thinks about and puts in motion comes to be. And it just so happens that it's correlating and coinciding with the release of Kanye's newest album that is titled Jesus is King. And, and the fact that he has this album coming out that is explicitly what I would call Christian gospel, you know, explicitly. You, you're putting it in the title. You have tracks on there that are themed religiously and, and lyrics. I, I've listened to a couple of the tracks uh, that were leaked. And, you know, it's explicitly Christian. So the question becomes, is this a, 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 a publicity stunt? Is it sincere? And why are so many preachers, well, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to get that into the argument. <laughs> but so Kanye West is known for stunts. He's done stunts uh, time and time again. To promote either his album, his uh, clothing, his whatever it is, he has known he's known to pull a stunt to make it happen, bring attention to it. Um, last year, it was meeting with President Trump. Or was it 2017? Meeting with Trump, President Trump, and wearing the MAGA hat. And so he triggered a lot of his friends. Matter of fact, he got disinvited from the cookout for wearing the MAGA hat. And that was leading up to an album that was supposed to have dropped and never did. And this year, all of a sudden, he just allows his wife to leak clips of the Sunday service, knowing full well that her millions of followers were going to be fascinated by it going to be intrigued by it, and going to want more of it. And that's exactly what happened. They were fascinated by it. They were intrigued by it. They wanted more of it. And he he did it more, you know, he did it more. And then it, it was picked up again by a mainstream festival, Coachella. He performed the Sunday sunrise service on Easter Sunday morning at Coachella. And it then went to a church. Then he went to Ohio, and now he's at New Birth. And, you know, with each appearance, each appearance has garnered celebrities who have come. And, again, celebrities are the same way. They're intrigued by it. They're enjoying the experience, even though they may not fully comprehend all of what it is. But music is universal language. Music is going to move them. They may not care for the lyrics. But they're gonna enjoy the music and the experience, and they ain't gotta pay for it. It's free. <laughs> it's free. There's no preaching. There's no tithing going on. There's no no money collected. <laughs> so it was giving them the sense of a, a church experience without the church experience, you know. And for many young people, uh, that's sufficient. That that's sufficient. It doesn't it doesn't take all the. I I guarantee you, if some millennials could come to church without the praying, without the hymn singing, 
uh, if church, I know we still do that. I don't know if a lot of churches still do that, but without the hymns, if they can come and have music like what Kanye presents, that is uh, secular and revamped to sound gospel. I mean, I come, I go too, but that's it. That's all they want, because like Paul writes uh, to 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 foreigners. Preaching sounds crazy. It sounds insane. You know they don't they don't care about preaching, and it was very evident. Uh, Dr. I. B. Hillier at New Birth, following the concert, gets up and make an appeal uh, to support the ministry of New Birth. And if you're in, anything familiar with I. B. Hillier, you already know how that goes. You know when he makes a financial appeal, you know he's making a financial appeal. <laughs> And that turned off a lot of folks. There's a there's a meme, a picture of T.I. and Tiny who were in attendance at this particular service. And again, this was embedded into the regular worship service, as I understand it. This was embedded into the regular worship service of New Bethel. I mean, New Bethel is my church, New Birth. <laughs> it was embedded into the regular worship service of New Birth. And so there was some uncomfortable. You know, some folks uncomfortable, and there's a snapshot of T.I. apparently doing Ivy Hilliard's appeal, just like, man, what? <laughs> you got to go see it. It's, it's hilarious. It's it's hilarious. Um, so if, if if many millennials could have, create a, a, a worship experience and church service, it would reflect what Kanye is offering. And I'm not saying Kanye is a minister, I'm not saying Kanye is called to do anything. Kanye is his own enigma. And someone asked, uh, what do I make of this event? And my whole thing was, I, I, it's an enigma because the creator of it is an enigma. You don't know what's in his mind. You don't know why he's doing what he's doing. He's he, That's why they call him a genius. You can't figure it. He is on his own level and all we can do is just go along for the ride and that's basically all we're doing is going along for the ride and what makes this interesting is the fact that he has come to New Birth Church and if you're not familiar with New Birth Baptist Church that is the church that was pastored by the late uh, Bishop Eddie L. Long and um, uh, not familiar with Bishop Eddie Long, he he was a prominent pastor there in the Atlanta area, and uh, built uh, built that ministry up when he arrived as the pastor in the, the mid to late '80s. He grew that church from a few hundred folk to uh, or nearly thirty thousand people, give or take. It depends. And then in 2010, he had a scandal. Uh, where four young men accused them of being sexually inappropriate with them, and they settled out of court for millions of dollars. And after that, the ministry started to dwindle, and, and uh, Bishop Long passed away uh, a couple of years ago. In the interim, they selected a, another pastor from Birmingham who was the pastor of a sister church named New Birth, and he came in, and then there was kind of like some infighting between Eddie Long's son, Eddie Long Jr., and the pastor who they had 
who he had Bishop Long designated as his successor. And that, that pastor didn't last too long, and eventually, you know, apparently did the call for ministers and uh, Dr. Bryant, who is a fellow itinerant elder in the AME Church, like myself, who was the pastor of Emmanuel uh, Empowerment Temple, I'm sorry, not Emmanuel, Empowerment Temple, AME Church there in Baltimore, Maryland, which he founded in 2000. Uh, Jamal Bryant, find, he establishes that church in 2000, grows it from a couple of hundred people to uh, nearly 10,000 persons there in Baltimore, and he leaves. Matter of fact, he, he didn't tell anybody, including his members. He did inform the bishop well before uh, his intent. How long? I don't know. It's irrelevant. But anyway, so uh, Pastor Bryant takes over New Birth Church and infuses a little bit more life into it. Um, and Kanye brings his Sunday service to New, Beth, New Birth Church. I keep wanting to say New Bethel. That's my church, you all. If you are in the Jackson Metro area, you may come and visit and worship with me, Dr. Neal, at New Bethel AME Church, African Methodist Episcopal Church, 2202 Decatur Street, Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, that's my shameless plug. <laughs> Since I keep saying new B. <laughs> anyway, um, so he brings that there. And hi, Cheryl. I appreciate you for tuning in. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Hey, I've been watching your videos. Uh, and it's very intriguing. Cheryl, thank you so much. Um, anyway, so he brings this brings this element of his version of worship to uh, a more prominent black worship church, a uh, black church worship experience. And, of course, people are going to come just because it's Kanye. Kanye draws a crowd. And Kanye drew the crowd as expected. But now Pastor Bryant is using this <laughs> this few moments of attention to draw need or uh, draw attention to what he wants to do with New Bethel and expanding its ministry, developing uh uh affordable housing, expanding its campus and all kinds of things to better serve the community that they're located. And you gotta applaud you got to applaud them for that. Uh, but someone approached me the other day, and I said, that's that's nothing. That's what they're supposed to be doing. That that shouldn't be making headlines. It's just making headlines because we're not doing what we did as, as, as we used to. You know, the black church is not doing what it used to do. I mean, the black church was, the, was usually the center of the community. And from that, you, you saw the housing development. From that, you saw the politicians birthed out of the black church. Uh, you know, so it's, it's not, it shouldn't be unusual. I, I, I know on the scale that he's doing it, I think he said they, the church was in $30 million debt or something like that. I, I don't know the details, but trust me, I know what it's like to come to a church where there's debt and you have to not only restore faith in the believers, the community of believers there on their value and, and their worth. You have to restore faith in the value and worth of church leadership because they were wronged by the church leadership or, or they were, you know, something, you know, church hurt, basically. Like, so I, I completely identify with that. But the only reason it's making news is, again, because the name is New Birth. 
It is affiliated with Eddie Long and the scandal that was there and all of that. I mean, my, uh, you know, my church and a lot of churches are already doing what he is saying he was doing. Um, I, matter of fact, there's a, as a church here in Jackson, Mississippi, that's gone beyond its walls. And I mean, if you were to measure the ministry of that local church here, it, 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 it it's blocks. It is not just a block, but it's blocks. Uh, matter of fact, there's several. There, not just one. There are several churches here who are doing things within their communities that are uh, revital, bring re- revitalization to their community. So you got to applaud Pastor Bryant for for doing that. And I'm quite sure having Kanye come to his church only enhanced the visibility. Of his ministry, well, he was already highly visible. He, you know, he was on the television show, The Preachers. Uh, his ex-wife Giselle uh, is on one of those Real Housewives shows. Matter of fact, it's rumored that they are back together, or they are back together. I don't know. I don't really care. I've known them for a very long time. I've always thought them to be a nice couple. You know, it is what it is. Um. So, so they, 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 Kanye is. Kanye is finding a way to maximize whatever he's doing. If it's for publicity stunt, he's maximized it because now he's come to a church that most of the black uh, church, most of the black communities are already familiar with, and he's placed himself there, and that has mainstreamed him and his movement because it is a movement now. You know, Sunday service is. A movement now. It's not just it's not just something that was in Kanye's head that was exclusive and uh, reclusive. Now it's a movement. Now you're going to be seeing people imitate. Probably, you're going to you're going to be seeing people try to imitate what he's doing, and you're definitely going to be seeing more churches opening their doors to it, simply because the value of what he's offering them exposure. And I, I I don't believe Kanye is being paid for this. I, I really honestly don't believe. I believe, you know, he may be paying those who are participating. I, I don't know how it functions. I don't know if they get a local group and perform or if, as he did with Coachella, flew out those persons who were in. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the church is donating to those people or not. I, I don't know, but I do know about exposure. And that's the key thing here, exposure for Kanye, exposure uh, to uh, the young people regarding whatever this is, be it an authentic move of God. And as in Acts, when uh, the people, uh, the Jews came to one of their, their leaders and they said, these people are doing all of this. We've got to stop them. He said, why should we stop them? If it's from God, let it be. God will take care of it if it's not. And that's my approach to this. It, you know, and Donnie McClurkin uh, has released a statement about this also. And and I'm along the lines from, from what I've gathered. I've only heard summaries. I have not seen the whole statement or video response or whatever it is from Donnie McClurkin. But the thing about it is, whatever it is, it is. Whatever it is, it is. And in this moment, it's 
it's reinvigorating a lot of people to revisit their faith or revisit their, uh, the way they see faith or the church or faith communities. And, you know, that in the long term is more beneficial or and definitely in the short term, definitely more beneficial, particularly for those churches where it's been in California, at the Campbell's Church and at New Birth. Uh, is definitely more beneficial for them, the exposure. The folk are going to come because now they know big-time celebrities come to this church. So I want to be where the celebrities are. I want to get famous. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. Anyway, so um, more power to Kanye, more power to... Uh, Pastor Bryant, more power to all people who are trying to change lives. That's that's all I'm saying. People are trying to change lives. And I honestly believe Kanye is just trying to change lives. However he's going about doing it, I, I, I ain't going to try to get into that. But what I do know is uh, if he is experiencing what he says, he's experiencing it. He's doing what we are commanded to do, go out and make disciples. He didn't say the method of doing so, the means of doing so. He just said, go and make disciples. And I, I don't want to see him baptizing. Let let us do the baptizing. <laughs> nah, but bring others into the, the fold of Christ or help others discover a path um, to enlightenment, or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever path they are on that they may be discovering or whatever it may be. Uh, it's always good that they can do that. And Kanye's Sunday service is certainly doing that for a lot of folks. It's invigorating. And I tell you, uh, the music, I'd go just for the music. That's it. I mean, I'd go just for the music. You know, being that I was a former, you know, I, I played for churches. And I know what it's like to be a church musician. I, I go just with me. But anyway, listen, I want to take this moment for, uh, again, to thank you all for uh, listening to me. I want to invite you, if you are watching by YouTube, that you will take the time to like a video, like this video, um, subscribe to this channel, and also hit the bell for notifications. And if you would like to support me, I want to invite you to support me on uh, Patreon, uh, Lorenzo T. Neal on Patreon also. And, uh, Support us in everything we do. We're trying to uh, build our channel. We're trying to uh, prevent, uh, present quality programming to you guys, and I just enjoy doing it. And any way you do us, help us. It's great. If you're listening by Block Talk Radio, uh, go uh, follow us on there. Any way you do it, we appreciate it. We're so grateful for you. Um, so i got to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time. This is Dr. Lorenzo Neal. You guys have a wonderful day. And remember to be empowered, engaged, and liberated.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.